Blog Talk Radio.
remaining citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. It's awesome, baby! Welcome, 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 one and all. This is your man with the plan, Mr. Platinum Plus himself, Mr. Matchy Coffee, a.k.a. Baby Wolf. Oh! <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Make It Happen, a.k.a. Mr. Black Health in the building. I'm holding it down for Coach Kai here tonight. Coach Kai is out here saving lives and doing big things. So, of course, he has his big brother to come in and do do the damn thug dizzle. So, guess what? I had to step up. I put some champagne in my campaign, and this is what team success do. We step up and show up so we can show the hell out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Woo. That's what happens, y'all. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. This is the Tower of Contra night number 20. Woo. Man, I'll tell you, this is an educational show, man, and it gets people to understand exactly what Tantra is. You know what I'm saying? Tantra is just sex like we most like most of us think about. No, Tantra is much more than that. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, just so much going on today in the world, man. So I want to welcome everybody to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the show each and every week. Shout out to everybody already in the chat room and everybody that's calling to the show. Thank you so much for tuning into the show, man. This is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing, man. You know what I mean? So happy Thursday to everybody. Um, y'all sit back, relax, put on your head gear, because we are going to take y'all on a ride tonight, all right? Before I bring our esteemed guests in, our, our co-host with the most is, you know what I'm saying, the master, y'all Morris. Uh, we got to pay one of these bills real quick, you know what I mean? So just want to mention to everybody, um, if you're in North Carolina, early voting started today, so make sure you get out and vote. Vote and vote. If you're in Georgia, make sure you get out and vote. Wherever you are, take action and vote, all right? Big election coming up, so make your voice heard, all right, people? Please believe that. Hey, big things are going on, man. Shout out to everybody, man, who tuned into the to the Wednesday show, um, Money Motivation Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in so much. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to my show last night. Who's connected to Kyrie's Network. Magic Jism Wednesday, the real sex talk radio show, had a goddess, King K. Stevens, on there, a.k.a. Juju Mama on there. She did a thing last night. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for tuning to the show. I definitely appreciate all the support, man, from the network, man. You know what I'm talking about? So before I bring Matthew Yal Morris on there, I have to tell you about this phenomenal product that I'm behind. In fact, I'm not going to tell you anymore right now. Let's pay the commercial. Let's pay one of these bills. Prostate health, liver and kidney rejuvenation, sexual power on demand. These are functions that men and the women who love them 
truly desire. Remember this rule. You should seek to maintain it rather than to wait and hope to regain it. Black heft, because getting and staying hard matters. That's right, fellas. Black health is 100% all natural. It nourishes your kidneys and your prostate, and it has absolutely no side effects. You take black health with a little warm or hot water 15 minutes before your sexual encounter, and you will go from a zero to a hero. Fellas, I'm talking about being King Kong strong, not for one day, not for two days, not even three days, but for up to seven days, fellas, and ladies. Please believe it on other ladies like that. Like I said, black hair has no side effects, but black hair does have some positive effects. A bunch more smiles around the house, her looking like a deer in headlights when you put that thing up in her, and her cooking you biscuits for breakfast and butt naked. That's right, fellas. That's what black hair will have you doing. So remember, fellas, black hair is not your average, ordinary, enhancement pill. Black hair is a new experience. No longer will you be a two-minute Tony or a limp Larry. So make sure you go to www.blackhealth.com right now. Order that Power 2-pack or for a month-long full enjoyment, order the Punisher 10-pack today. Because, fellas, remember, every woman has that one man that they'll never forget. With Black Health, you'll be that man each and every time. Make sure you follow Black Health on Twitter and you like Black Health on Facebook. And, ladies, we have not forgotten about you, ladies. We have the pink health for the ladies, ladies. If you want to have Niagara Falls in your drawers, if you want that thing even tighter, if you want the experience to orgasm tsunami, go to www.pinkhealth.com right now, ladies. I'm talking about it's your turn, ladies. We've had all this stuff as men, ladies. Now it's your time to step up and make him scream like Tarzan. <laughs> so go to www.pinkhealth.com right now. What are your pink health, ladies? Experience the orgasmic tsunami that Pink Health will bring you up to five days, ladies. Because remember, ladies, with Pink Health, moist is a choice and tight is right. Make sure you follow Pink Health on Twitter and make sure you like Pink Health on Facebook. This is a dream come true. Oh, yes, it sure is. It sure is. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. So, without further ado, I'm going to bring our wonderful co-host with the most on with me, Matthew Yamors. Are you here, sir? Yes, I'm here. How you doing tonight? You, hey, brother, I'm blessed by the best, um, blessed by the best, definitely platinum plus, abundantly blessed, all that good stuff, all of that, and then some. I'm... Uh... I'm still thinking, I'm still stuck back in the intro on the biscuits and the deer in the headlights. <laughs> I'm like, okay, the deer in the headlights. <laughs> well, well, Matthew, yeah, I, 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 I mean, yes, yes, yes. yes I like that yes, visual. Yes. yes, me too. <laughs> And so, so, so a lot of other other men like that too. And you know, when you put up in it, you just 
her eyes open up like, oh, my goodness, I hadn't experienced this before. Like, oh, my goodness, give me some more, Daddy. I need it. <laughs> so, so I need to I need to get a recipe for biscuits on my website. So <laughs> <laughs> you know how to so you know how to cook them. <laughs> but, but naked biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm like, okay, all right. Well, yeah. yeah. I uh uh, I mean, that was that was a heck of a that was a heck of an intro. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you know the, the the coach he gave me permission to go ahead and do my thing tonight. So I said, you know what, hey, yeah, I, I said, you know what, the brother asked me to, to come on board and take care of the show, so I'm gonna make sure I do my thing, my my due diligence, and represent team success to the fullest, and represent myself in the business to and these wonderful products that help men and women have a better sexual experience. Um, really, you know, really, really. So, well, you know, um, I have something to uh, a particular topic for tonight, but uh, that that intro <clears throat> it makes me think about something from a long time ago in the past. Um, you know, there was a book. There were there were two books that came out almost the same time. And uh, they had a real serious impact on me. And I'm not going to tell you guys what my age is, but uh, I'm a little older than most of you youngins. But uh, I remember a book came out that I really wanted to get. It was called In Search of Good Pussy. And now we're... (laughs) That's right. And this this came out, you know, uh, when it first came out, I didn't know about it, but it, it started to get popular, I guess, in the late 70s. And it was about a book by Don Spears, I believe was his name. And uh, the title was, you know, In Search of Good Pussy. Immediately it gets your attention, right? And But it really wasn't about, the title was deceiving. It was really talking about how a lot of men try to find love and can't find it. They are denied love because they're too short, they don't make enough money, or their penis isn't long enough or whatever. And because they can't find love, they settle for sex. And they get mm. they they try to get sex by any means necessary. That that was one of the I think one of the quotes in the book and, and they end up messing up their life, but but it goes back to the thing was I can't remember the book verbatim right now. But it talked about how they long to have that that thing you're talking about. They long to have this uh, desirable woman of their dreams, you know, enamored of them and, you know, having this reaction when they made love to them where they're screaming and hollering and, and then getting up and cooking. I don't think it was biscuits, but it was something. I don't know what it is about men that they want a woman to wake up in the morning and cook them something. <laughs> yeah. So, but so the book was, you know, into that, and and uh, it sold a lot of copies because of the title. But it, it really wasn't. Um, it really wasn't about pussy at all. Not not. I mean, it was, wow. but not really. So, you know, when they they roped you in, and you sort of got got to sort of see what um, 
it was really telling you what the non-select brothers were feeling, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, it was like, um, you know, I, I read that book and it was like, wow, I, you know, I didn't know black men thought like that. Oh wow! And I, you know, I, I I was young. I was really young when, I, when this happened. I still, I, you know, I was in my twenties. In fact, I don't even think I was twenty when I first heard about the book. But it was like I used to, you know, I, it was one of those kind of things. I was like, I looked at it and I was like, wow, you know, there's a lot of men out here like this, according to this guy. And later on, I would discover that that it was a lot of truth to what he was saying. You know, he was like. You know, a lot of people didn't want to acknowledge that, but it was how a lot of people were feeling. Then at about okay. the same time, this guy named Leon Dash, I think his name was. I may have his name I may not have his name correct completely correct, but I think I'm close. And his book was called When Children Want Children. And that was like that was the kind of book make you cry. Because <laughs> he was talking wow. about teenage pregnancy, but he was also talking about you know, young women, that they had this fantasy because they didn't grow up in a good family, their fathers weren't necessarily there, and how these young girls were trying to were trying to have sex with their fathers, basically, and also trying to have children to make up, to have to create this family that they never had, when, you know, when they were growing up. And I remember, you know, reading those two books when I was very young and thinking to myself, Whoa, because it, it, it had some of the same stuff uh, where the fantasy was the same. In other words, a lot of the young girls, they wanted to be the girls with the deer in the headlight eyes. <laughs> and they wanted yeah. to yeah. wake up and cook the breakfast for the man. But their thing was, well, there's no man in my life that's really wanting to do that. You know, basically, the, the complaint in the book was that the young girl, the teenage girls were saying was, you know, the man does me, he gets the reaction from me, and when I wake up in the morning, he's gone. And I can't cook breakfast wow. for him because he's left. <laughs> he's <laughs> wow. And so it was, <laughs> it was like talking about this whole thing about these two pictures of people who who want this, like, uh the deer in the headlights experience, but basically we're saying, you know, they didn't really feel like they were ever going to experience that because mm. of the circumstance. Wow. And now I look back and I realize that the women and the men, the, the dysfunctional women and the dysfunctional men, uh, I guess that's not the right, the best way to describe them, but the people who hadn't had a full experience in life yet and the men who hadn't had a full experience in life yet, they were really asking, they really wanted the same thing. And and yet they were both denying each other that thing. In other words, yes, they both wanted that experience of um, excellent sex and yes. then followed by emotional substance. And mm. they wanted to be that, uh, um, they wanted to live that fantasy, that that the thing that we were seeing on the black exploitation movies back then or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they felt like the opposite sex was never going to allow them to, to have that. It's like, okay, I, you know, yeah, I want that, but I, I can't get that. Um, I wonder how much this changed. 
and I guess my question tonight is like, you know, have we made any progress since 1980, since 1975, 1979, or whenever those books came out? Have we really made any progress since then? Um, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily have a positive take on it. What do you? Think? You know what? What's your opinion? I, I, I honestly, I, I think we have made some strides, but realistically, with the, you know, people are still chasing the same, the same cat. They're still chasing the same rabbit. Like they, they want to have a good sex, but they want to have a a, 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 a great emotional, emotional experience as well. Um, you know, um, that, that that reminds me. You know, I'm I'm, look, I'm looking at the cover of the book, um, in search of good pussy, living what I love, and and he's holding a pussy cat. I'm like, wow, the, the symbolism of that. But I, I I think it's something that that you know we strive for for betterness in in our you know in our overall experience. Um, and and that's why I feel that that you know overall it has not changed, but. But some of us are in search of good pussy, but not only good pussy, but good, good, authentic experiences. Um, and, and I don't know if anyone, you know, you know, that's, you know, I was a kid during that time, so I don't know if, you know, my mother and my aunts and their friends were in search of that as well. But I know, you know, the certain what we're on, we're on the quest. It's like a quest, like you know, a super quest to a distant land. Try looking looking for an authentic experience, um, far sexually, emotionally, physically, you know, physically, financially, everything. Um, you know, just it's a it's a you know it's a select few. That's why a lot of people tune into the show because those those are the, the those are the you know low percenters that are looking for that. But like you know, just to answer your question, I, I don't think that has changed too much. Um, things have not really changed that much since the seventies and eighties. As far as what people really want sexually, I mean, you know, women and men may be doing, you know, especially black women and men may be doing a little bit more um, sexually than they used to do, experiencing and being open to more stuff than back then. But uh, um, I don't know, no. Well, I it's hard to gauge it. It seems to me like people are having less sex, like it's less accessible now. Um, cause I, man, maybe it's because of my age or maybe it's because I'm just more cautious and conservative than I used to be. But I, it seemed like in the eighties, everybody was, was always, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was just so many people. It was just so much sex. It was just, I mean, you just went out and had, had a one night stand. It, it just, wow. It just didn't seem like it was hard to do at all to find someone and, you know, and now it seems like people are much more hurt and much more careful and much more withdrawn and, and, you know, got a lot more issues. And maybe it's the age group I'm hanging out in. I don't know. You you think the young, the the 20-year-olds are basically just going wild at it? Uh, Well, I think so. But I think, you know, the rise of, you know, these like, you know, HIV and AIDS and stuff like that and and this campaign of fear that's going around um, and things that are going on, you know, people like, oh, you got to strap it up, stay set, stay set, stay set. So, you know what? Just I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. You know, back in the day, it was you know, free love, like free love. It was, it 
was like you said it wasn't no thing to help up and have one night stand. Like now you gotta really it's it's like it's like it's like on the on the blackjack table. You try to hit that you try to hit blackjack or the crowd table, you try to you know, hit those snake eyes, like you your 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 time of of one night sexual encounters is, is very slim. There's very few these days. Very few. Like like you, you if you gonna work it, y'all both got to be in the mood. The liquor got to be flowing right. Something got to be happening for it to make it happen. Because you know, you know, I think women and men are a little bit more cautious than bringing, um, you know, than, than having a one night stand with someone just out of the blue. Like, hey, let's do it without feeling some kind of different way in the morning time. You know, that's how that's that's what I'm seeing. That the, the book when children want children, uh, it was a like a landmark book for me. I, you know, I, it's been a long time. I guess it's been twenty years since I read the book, and I can't remember the author. I, I believe it's Leon Dash. I'm not absolutely certain, but the book. I mean, I don't know if it ever became a bestseller or anything like that. I doubt it, but it was really, you know. This guy had went around and really interviewed like two or three hundred teenage mothers, and then he interviewed their mothers, and then he interviewed the grandmothers, and then he interviewed the fathers, and he wrote this this thing a book about you know teenage girls wanting to get pregnant, but it was really talking about the the the, the woman's fantasy, the, the all women their fantasy dream of you know. What they what what they really were trying to reach, and it was it really talked about. It really went back to their relationships to their fathers, especially the ones that they didn't have. And so, I mean, uh, I look today and the predictions that he made and the things that he said, and it really came true. He really talked about every generation. The problem seems to get worse, and that it becomes that much harder. For um, for the man to please the woman. In other words, he was basically saying that even though these young girls who do get pregnant and who do have children before they get out of high school, he was basically saying that by the time they're like in their twenties, they become extra hard to please sexually, mm. no matter how mm. powerful the man is, because he's saying because of the situation with the father and because of the bad experience they had after they had the child, because the book goes on to talk about what happens after the kid comes. It's like, oh, a big wake-up call, because they think that they're going to have this child, get on whatever, and either they think the father's going to stick around, which he usually doesn't, or they think that welfare is going to help them out or they're going to get a job or something's going to happen. It never, most of the time, it does not work out the way she thought. And by the time they get in their mid-20s, they're very disenchanted about sex, very distrustful of men. And he said uh, a lot of the reason the reason that she got into that situation is her mom was in that situation or in a similar mm. type of situation. And the mom did not, the mom really rejected men, and that's why the father didn't stick around. And so she gets this vibration from her mother and multiplies it, makes it, you know, makes it even worse. And he said every generation it gets worse. I hope I'm not misquoting him, but he didn't, that's not exactly his words. But what he was saying was 
if this has been going on for for two generations, it's it's one level of whatever. If it's been going on for mm-hmm. three, it's much much worse. And so he was basically saying that if it's not addressed, if somebody doesn't really stop that, is you know society is just going to at one point in time it's just going to be really really hard to please a woman because yeah. there's this big psychological barrier, emotional barrier where that they might have sex with you. But the emotional experience, the degree to which they're going to be receptive and open to you, is going to be very, very limited. And I, I wow. say on both of these books, I said both of these authors kind of hit the nail on the head back in the day, and I think it's gotten worse. So I would say that uh, if we're looking at when children want children, they're still having I don't think the rate of teenage pregnancy has gone down at all. And uh, looking at the teenage girls today, from what I hear, and I'm certainly not in touch with them, but from what I hear from other people, um, you know, not only have they turned away, are they hard to please, but many of them not even interested in men in the first place. They're basically, you know, taking the bisexual or the lesbian path. Yeah. And this, these yeah. are some of the things that he said in the book back in the uh, 80s. Then when mm-hmm. you talk about the, the, the book, um, in Search of Good Pussy, you know, when I counsel men over the years, so few men have those experiences. And because they don't have those experiences where they're able to really get that reaction from a woman, where they take the woman to bed and they make her scream and she has all this pleasure and she, like, wakes up and cooks some biscuits, that so few men have that experience. So it's, it's a lot fewer than people think. I mean, yeah. Um, oh yeah. It, it just it is. It's it, you know. Yeah. And they, I don't think that that's getting better. Um, yeah. No, I don't think it. No, matter. No, matter. Y'all sort of harp on something that that you were mentioning. Um, I, I was speaking to to this this this, uh, this this sister that I met when I was out in L.A. and um. You know, we were talking on the phone, and she was like, well, you know, the reason I don't want to fully give myself to anybody emotionally, sex, you know, sexual, is because I, I'm going to want it more often, and, and he's not going to stick around. I'm like, well, so the question I had for her, I was like, well, um, what is it that you want him to stick around for? I, I want to know that because I said that, I said that is – you run the reason if you if you, if you want a man to stick around, but in your mind in your mind you have a fix that he's not going to stick around, then that's what you're attracting. You're already deflecting the, that sexual healing away from yourself um, when when you decide not to open up. And then she just revealed, you know, we started talking a little bit more, and she was like, well, the things that she went through in her marriage uh, with her daughter, and you know, her ex husband not being there, and and that that sort of Sort of numbed her to to the full pleasure of opening up herself sexually to experience um, to, to 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 the experience and, and to to allowing a man to experience her fully. She said she she's only going to give a quarter of herself to the man. I'm like, wow. That mm. that's real talk. And so in in tantra. Um, you know, we teach these techniques, and we also teach transformation. We teach the men to 
bring forward a bigger part of their DNA, to bring forward a bigger part of themselves, and to combat and to try to dismantle the counterfeit personality structure so that they can be a complete man and bring a complete energy and and have the deer in the headlights. (laughs) I got to to keep using that. (laughs) And so that, yes, they'll have that, the woman do the deer in the headlight routine where she's like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread and and that's why I'm happy. And I guess uh, the next step is to be able to attract uh, that woman to you. Because mm-hmm. um, they, they they do exist. Not everyone at all is dysfunctional. I don't mean to imply that in, in the least. Because there are many people out here who are a lot more functional than they are dysfunctional. And so there are women out here who are receptive and who are able to achieve these uh, higher levels of pleasure right now today. But this is a, a very big area as far as men goes, where because they never, they didn't have this experience with females a lot, whether it was something having to do with their deficiency or something having to do with where the woman was, because they did not have this type of validation by women, they had sex but with women, but there was not that, that you know, the woman didn't show that type of, uh, uh, she either she, she suppressed everything she just didn't want to show it. She was feeling it, didn't want to show it, or she didn't make any noise, or she, you know, fell asleep while he was making love or whatever, or she just made love with him, didn't didn't call him back anymore. It's like, it was okay, yeah. you know, and then the next time you call, she, she don't return your calls. After he's experienced that enough, then it requires something. He's got he's to go through something to reinstall, uh, to reboot his self-esteem to reboot to you know he he wasn't validated so something has to be done in the class to help him reignite that validation and then of course through tantra he is more capable of uh, of getting this result and getting the validation that goes with it uh, the same thing with the women they they want to be the deer in the headlights. You know, they want to have that type of experience, and they they want some man to to bring it like that. But of course, the the big complaint is: is he going to be there in the bed with her the next morning? In other words, is he going to hang around, and is he going to emotionally open up to her? And I think that there are a lot of men who will, if she can attract and hold that man. If she can attract that type of man and hold him. And the Tantra is a very good vehicle to allow her to do that. Very good vehicle to allow her to, you know, be able to to uh, make that type of uh, move. So I guess if things haven't really changed that much, uh, the question would be, why are people not, uh, putting all of these solutions in place, uh, the um, the situation with the um, the supplements. There are a lot of people who use the supplements, commercial ones, Bialis, Yes, but then they don't do anything to 
um, you know, help them alleviate the original problem. That's right. Words, That's right. What, what happened? That was the reason why you needed the the Cialis. Mm-hmm. And 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 so you you know, it's not like when you were 15 you needed it because when you were 20 you didn't have the same issue. Whether it was caused by females rejecting you, poor health, lifestyle, or whatever, or genetic, that was a time when you didn't. So why is it that we're not asking those questions as men of what can I naturally do to maintain? And you said this in your in your in your endorsement of the product. It's better mm-hmm. to maintain it than to have to lose it and try to regain it. And so yeah. why are men not asking this question? Why are men mm. not actively asking, how do I maintain it? Why are they waiting until it's gone and then saying, well, okay, well, how can I get it back? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I agree with you. Um, that, that's really amazing because I, I had a, you know, I, you know, with my business being in the enhancement business, um, I had a conversation with one of my clients about that. And he was like, man, you know, you know, it's just working well, but, you know, it, I'm still having some same issues. I said, what kind of issues? He said, emotional issues. I said, well, you know, that's something that, that, that you have to you have to look within yourself to understand why you keep attracting these kind of emotional issues from these women that, that, that you're not solving. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you, I'm like, trust me, if you get past your emotional issues, Along with using these enhancer products, I'm like, could you imagine how much how much better you could actually be? Because what was because his those, that? What was his answer? He was like, well, he said, man, he said, um, he said, man, I, I never thought of that. He said, but you know, it's it's hard. He said, it's hard. He said, I don't, I don't know if I could let go that easy. I said, well, I told him, I was like, well, why not? He said, I, I just have a hard time letting go of, of certain things that happen. I said, well, see, that's the problem. I said, the issue is when you when you tell yourself that, that you don't want to let, that's hard to let go, then it is hard to let go. You you, 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 you choose not to let it go. I said, what, I said, I suggest that you allow yourself to let go because why hold on? Why, why hold on to bitterness? Um, past regrets, heartbreak, heartache that you felt from the time when you were in past relationships, in, in eight relationships ago, but you're still harboring that in this current relationship that you, how you're relating to this woman that that that, that you you know put you know giving her giving her the, the the business to during headlights, but at the same time she wants more and you're not willing to give her more. Well, okay, so I I got to, I got to jump in now because I, I've heard the response to this from several, quite a few men this 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 year. I'm not talking about 1980. I'm talking about mm-hmm. right now. So one man told me he said the reason that I don't uh, have these discussions with the woman and the reason that I remain distant because I can't talk to her, and it's because. Her response always is that her pain is bigger than my pain. In other words, he tries to to talk about his pain or, or the problems that he's had or why he feels a certain way. It's always dismissed by the woman. In other words, 
that's not her word, but what she basically is saying that she doesn't want to hear about it because mm. her pain is always bigger. In other words, she does not believe that any man can have a pain or a problem or a past that was worse than hers. And so wow. regardless of whether that's true or not, you know, a lot of brothers feel like that's the way that that, that the female feels. Yeah. That yeah. They don't want to really listen to anything the male has to say. And so, and if he talks about it with men, uh, there's always one man in the group who wants to be seen as invincible, and he's basically going to say, well, you're a punk for feeling that way. In other Ooh. words, um, if, if, if you're feeling vulnerable or you're feeling this or you're feeling that, you're a punk. And that's always the thing that they throw out there. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you're a punk. You're you're this and you're that. You're a pussy because you have because you have feelings. And so then, what happens is, especially the younger brothers or men of any races. I'm not I'm not talking about just black men. This is about all men. And I'm saying so when the man is having those feels, you know, whatever, then he can't talk about it. And he never gets to a point where he can release it because he never discusses it. It's never something that yeah. is brought up. So you have a situation where the man, uh, this is a real scenario. Yeah. The, the guy was, was hanging out with three women, and he really liked one of them, but only one of the three women was his friend. But he used to hang out with them from time to time with his friend, the other two women were more distant from him. One of them he liked. And finally, one day, he, you know, got her to go out with him alone. And the the other two women, uh, it, was, it was one of them, but the one that he, it was, there was two of them. When they showed up, only one of them showed up, the one that he liked. The other one, his, his pal, didn't show up. So instead of it being a threesome, it was a twosome. It ended up being a date, and he told her how he felt, and, and and instead of her saying, well, you know, no, 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 she said, well, I don't really like you like that, but, you know, I'm willing to give it a shot. We can go out, we can do some stuff, and, and you know, maybe we'll get to know each other better. So he, he was willing to accept that, and he went out with her a couple of times. In secret, they didn't tell her other two girlfriends. And on one of those occasions, she got a little intoxicated, got a little bit frisky, and they end up, uh, doing it. But what happened is, he said, you know, she was just so attractive to him, and he hadn't really been with a woman in a long time. And he, you know, had some things happening. And so when he did get with her, she was so sexy, and she turned it on, and, and he was just so happy that he was with her and so just so excited that it just didn't last very long. And he was like shocked and stunned because that wasn't really a problem that he had that often. But then he had never yeah. really been with a woman who was validated like that. And mm-hmm. so then the next thing that happened is she started avoiding him. And he just he just wanted to talk it out. He wanted to talk to somebody to find out, you know, did anybody else have this kind of an issue? Because he got over her but but the pain of it was like a thorn in his side. It's like, you know, it, it was something that just didn't go away. And he just kept, he, he basically started to define himself by that, that event. 
and he, you know, he really liked her. He he really felt bad, and he ended up having to let his female pal go because, you know, her girlfriend and him weren't seeing eye to eye. But okay. one time that he tried to discuss this with with a man, the man called him a punk and said, just fuck them bitches, basically. And just, <laughs> you know, basically that's what they told the guy. That's what his friends yeah. told him. Just, well, hell, the hell with that. Just, in other words, there's nothing to discuss. You know, it, you have to always be like a game player. You have to always yeah. be whatever. And if you don't do that, you're just a punk, and they're going to just, they're just going to, you know, kick you to the curb like that. So he just stayed, that just stayed with him for 10 years. And he just stayed like that for 10 years until he came to one of my retreats. And uh, and he heard me talking, and he finally opened up and talked about it. And he hadn't, he hadn't talked about it in 10 years. And wow. after he heard me speak, he was saying, I realize now that I've been defining myself by what happened to me, you know, when I was in my early 20s all this time. Because I, yeah. I just put it out of my mind, but it's always there. So I, I'm just wondering, um, are these dynamics really keeping a lot of men from opening up to women and from being emotional? This concept of you're a punk if you have emotions. This yeah. concept that women have, my pain is always bigger than your pain. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, honestly, Matthew, you know, um, you, you, you know, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the universe just is, is so wonderful. Um, this, this is a, this is a, actually uh, the the part part two of what we we stopped talking about last night on my show, um, and and it really harped on what you said at, at the tantra workshop about men about men men's heart being hurt. You, you you feel what I'm saying, and that resonated with me. How you how you said you know it's it's you know it's the job of a woman to heal a man's heart. So as as I was thinking about that, and a, a, mo- most of us men have not healed from past situations from ten years ago, twenty years ago, or when we were in our in our single digit years, six, seven, eight, nine, nine years old. So so and, and we were always taught to man up, don't be a punk, don't cry, don't show your emotions, nothing like that. So and you you don't talk about your feelings. You don't talk about your feelings. You know what I mean? You just you just you just you need to be the man. That's what you gotta do. But all in all reality, men are very are very much so emotional creatures, in some cases more than women. But because of how how the perception of how a man is supposed to supposed to not cry or show any emotions or, or release anything, we just bottle it up inside and and we try to overcompensate with other things, other things, physical, you know, um, money, um, material things, big cars, houses, all kind of stuff, um, big jewelry. All kind of stuff like that, which, which in all actuality, is simply to 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 get a woman, not 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 to not to build with the woman, but that that that's it. I, I, honestly, I feel that way. I feel that that's happening a, a whole a whole lot, and women aren't helping the situation either, because like you said, a woman said, "Well, I don't really don't want to hear your my hurt. I've been hurt more than you have." Versus sitting down and saying, "You know what? Just t- just talk about it." You know, men men don't have an outlet for that. 
women, they have Oprah, all kind of stuff. You know, all these shows, there's no outlet for men. None. Well, so we're we're making a, a dent in that, that deficit tonight by this show. And so I, you know, I hope that uh, people hear us and I'm hoping that uh, uh, some people will call in. The number yeah. for calling in is 347-205-9089, and you're going to need to hit one to get into the queue uh, to get yourself up on the uh, on the board so people can see you. But, uh, yeah, I would love to have some men call in and validate what we're saying or tell us we're full of crap. They can say we're a punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I welcome I welcome the real tough dude who calls in and say, "Man, got some punk, man. Y'all talking some punk stuff, man. Don't nobody want to hear that." I welcome the men who who I like that to call into the show because you are the one that's hurting the worst. Trust me, you are the one that's hurting the worst. But you're trying to overcompensate with your big ass ego. That's what's happening. Your ego and your pride. Yep. Well, you. I'm, I'm not even going to go that far. I'm going to say one of my most difficult cases in the 20 years, you know, since of Amara was a rapist. I mean, <laughs> I'm serious. This, this man, mm. you know, when I finally got past the, his first initial complaints, you know, he had raped this woman. And... Uh, it jacked him up pretty bad. And I, I hadn't met the woman at first, but, you know, I didn't have all the facts in front of me. But this guy was really, he was jacked up bad. And he was, you know, very macho guy, very tough guy. I mean, very intimidating to be around. And he had raped this woman. And it ate him, it ate at him, it ate at his heart for years. And it just destroyed his life. I mean, it's like acid, you know. Mm. It's like drinking acid every day. And he he couldn't talk about it, obviously, and he couldn't, he didn't know what to do. You know, I don't know how it happened originally. He told me the, some of the circumstances, but I, I never really got the whole picture of why he raped her or what was going on. But basically the story was he he was sorry afterwards. And he, he, I guess he, he saw the woman's pain, and after a while, it just kept growing, and his, his sorrow and his guilt, and you know, as you get older, you learn more. But by the time ten years had passed, he was basically, <laughs> he was basically mm. done for. You know, he was like mm. one step out of the grave. And so. I think I think you're right that a lot of people who are the people who seem like they're the most uh, powerful and the most, you know, the most macho are some of the most wounded. But she was like the walking wounded. And I'm not saying that, I'm not trying to get sympathy for him or anything like that because, you know, what he did, I'm sure the woman went through her own personal hell too. But I was just saying that a lot of times when you first see someone and whatever, you have no idea 
And his thing was, you know, it, it took him like several months to, to make any kind of contact with me. That's yeah. how bad he was. <clears throat> it wasn't that he thought I was going to report him to the law. That wasn't his problem. His problem was that I was going to uh, identify and verbalize the things, the knives that were sticking in his psyche all those years. Mm. Going deeper. You know, in other words, that I was yeah. going to say, oh, yeah, you are a rotten son of a whatever, you know, and that, that the knives that he had already stuck in himself, that he was just like a big tin cushion walking around afraid that somebody was going to take a hammer and knock them all in deeper. Yeah. And so, he, you know, he, he, he just, you know, he only contacted me like, I think, the last resort before committing suicide. Wow. He he never said that, but I think he got to a place where he was just as soon not be here. And so, what was the point of so why hide anymore? You know, and it was, it was mm. a difficult case, a difficult case to try to reach him. You know, and mm. um, he finally made contact with her, and um, that was the only way that he got some level of. Uh, he, I wouldn't say closure, but he did start to get better and didn't stop talking to me. But uh, that was one of the toughest cases that I had. I, mm. I just mentioned that because, I mean, suppose you do something wrong. Let's let's don't say rape, but suppose you did do something wrong. Suppose you got somebody pregnant and you abandoned them. You know, and then you 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 start to regret it. How do you grow? if you can't talk about it, and most men don't. If you have a child and you didn't pay your child support, if you don't want to talk about it, how do you get better? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's like, how, how, where is the mechanism for for correcting this or, or pulling back for trying to take a new path if you never even can talk about it? Yeah, I agree. Now, these are these are some, some. I mean, these are things I don't. They're not really necessarily popular topics, and I know a lot of people probably don't want to call it. <laughs> I didn't do it, Mister Young. That was a nice guy. <laughs> don't don't label me like that. <laughs> so, I just want to say, <laughs> if you call in. We're not saying that you that you fit within these categories, <laughs> but again, the calling number is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. And um, all right, so we'll we'll throw it out there to the women. That's right. Uh, well, now, 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 Matthew, uh, um, Sassy Lynn in the chat room. She she uh she 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 puts up to me here. She says she dated a she said I dated a man that felt like he was felt like this. He was hesitant to open open to open up to me despite despite validations because of it. He was scared I'd use it against him. When he did open up, he'd get mean later to create a divide despite being validated. Repeat that last sentence. When he did open up, he'd get mean later to create a divide despite being validated. In other words, to put up a boundary to protect himself, just in case. That's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah, mm. that that sounds like uh, 
That sounds that sounds pretty pretty typical. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been there before. <clears throat> I've been there like, oh, man, she's going to tell somebody, or what, you going to use this against me, you know, bump that, you know what I'm saying, F-U-B, all kind of stuff, and then there, there goes the argument. There's the arguments and the drama um, through that when, you know. Well, you what know, they do. <laughs> yep. yep. The reality yep. is that women do. That yep, they, they do. Probably, you probably have a better chance of her using it against you than finding a woman who's going to not use it against you. Mm. Because that's what we do in relationships. We, are, yeah. we, we try to get a political advantage over our partner. That's, yeah. that's what the majority of people do. And so oh, yeah. we, how do we attract to us someone who's not in that majority? And it's almost like we need some kind of certification. We need a certificate that says this person, this man, has demonstrated in the past that he's going to he's going to choose the high road, and this woman has demonstrated she's not going to use this stuff against you, and therefore you can open up to her. So how do we certify people? How do we how do we know you're in a relationship and you it's a lot on the line? Took you five years to get healthy enough to be able mm-hmm. to be vulnerable to this woman, and then mm-hmm. she smiles. <laughs> She's like, "Okay, I got your butt now." <laughs> and she posted on Facebook, you know. <laughs> oh man! Oh, like yes, yeah, this, 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 you know. So, yeah. how do we, how do we, how do we, how do we do that? I, you almost need, um, I mean. If you go to buy a house, the bank has umpteen methods to find out if you're going to pay that loan back. First of all, mm-hmm. if you're not even first thing is you got to qualify in terms of how much income you make and your past. Then then they got the credit report stuff. Then they got they got all of this stuff to say we are almost guaranteed statistically that this knucklehead is going to pay us this money back. And if he doesn't. We've got four different methods to take value out of him that's greater than the value of this house. So why don't we have something like this in relationships? Last week we talked about relationship risk management. So why don't we have something that says, I have a pretty good idea that if I open up to this woman and reveal myself to her and expose myself to her and become vulnerable, that she's not going to use it against me. Because most women will, but yeah. so you think you got one of the thirty percent that won't. That's going to do the right thing. How do you know? Because mm. I, I think that if, if the man knew, I think he would take a chance with her. I think if he felt some level of confidence that she's going to do the right thing, that he would open up to her. Because men aren't shut down because they want to be shut down. They're shut down as a protective mechanism. So what, how can we, do we need to do what the women are doing? So the women are out here, they got these websites telling other women that you're a dog, you know. Yeah, this guy, he's no good. Don't deal with him. Don't date him. Now, I mean, they got a whole bunch of websites out here that, I, you know, I, <laughs> my church, I don't go to the church, but uh, I was, you know, my family 
started the church, and my mom still goes there. So when I, you know, when I go uh, home every once in a while, out, I go and take her. And uh, about three or four years ago, <clears throat> the minister died, so they had to get a new minister. And I remembered, like, 20 years ago when they went through this process, and they basically elected a committee, and my brother was on it. And basically they were like, uh, you know, they interviewed three ministers, and they picked one. <laughs> they brought the recommendations to the Board of Trustees. The Board of Trustees voted. The, the selection committee voted. And then they brought him in to do a couple of sermons. And then the congregation accepted him. And that was the end of that. And this time, it took him almost three years to find a minister because he had to pass a criminal background check, a drug test, uh, He had to pass a psychological screening. They had to run on his website. They went on his website that tracks the history of, of these ministers and stuff like that. And so then they had to go to convention, and he had to get some kind of a document you know, that the convention that uh, to um, verify his credentials, and it was it was they needed his uh, uh, what you would call it, his transcript from the divinity school. I mean, it was so much stuff, and every time they thought they had somebody, he failed one of these tests, but it had to fall over yeah. again. It was three years before they got someone. But so I mean, they're going through this much trouble for this. And they don't even listen to the guy when he's preaching anyway. Yeah. So when, you, when you've got a woman in a relationship, women have got these websites. They do the same thing with men. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean I'm telling you, they, they can. The ones who are sophisticated, they can know so much about you before you even take them out on the first date. But brothers don't do it. Brothers look at you in the coffee shop, how you doing, give me a number, and they, they take it from there. They, they don't do no background check or nothing like that. So how does the man know that she is going to, if he opens up and he's vulnerable and all like that, how does he know? And, and, and the thing is, are there websites dedicated out there for women, like that, for men that, that can that can go check check on a woman, like, you know, check her psychological um, profile and stuff like that? I haven't heard of any. I haven't either, you know, or 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 are we just concerned with with, with getting a young? Uh, is that what, and, and you know, and seeing how she can, how she, how, how, you know, how 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 good she is in bed and how she can make a scream and everything. But at the end of the day, then when we start having problems, it's like, oh man, man, I should, that man, that that be is crazy. Like, yeah. I, you know, I. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, because I I have uh, I have other weapons that I can use, but I, I mean I, I'm not in that. I don't roll like that. But at the same time, I mean, when I was dating and stuff and doing all that kind of stuff, uh, I I was reading the counterfeit personality, and so just by getting a sense of her counterfeit persona, that told me a lot. And I would always ask them four questions and. It's like a lot, it, you know, you could really tell from their reaction to those four questions a uh, hundred different things, you know, and the questions were very, very simple questions. And, um, and I, it wasn't the actual empirical answer, 
is what was going on in their aura, in their body language, when they answered. It was just like the same thing as a lie detector test for me. I could tell, like, all kinds of stuff, you know, just. And, I mean, you can, I mean, if you really want to get investigated like that, you can, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can do. But I'm not really suggesting that men should have a website to check women out. But I don't know, short of that, what is the answer? I don't know what you could do. I mean, if you if you were, really want to take that risk and you want to be exposed and you really want to really get out there and say, um, I really want to open myself up to this woman. I really want to be everything that I can be. I really want to take this thing as far as it will go. But I'm not willing to do that if I'm going to get jacked. So I'm like, You, I don't see. I don't see any other way to, to to do that. I just don't think the guys are going to do that. They're not going to open yeah. up unless they got some kind of indication of what she's going to do when they do. And yeah. since most women do try to jack you, <laughs> they do. They, they got the selective memory. If you say something, you could say, uh, "I love you" four times, and on the fifth time, you'll say, "Well, I like you." That's the time they're gonna remember, and two months later yeah. they're gonna say they're gonna be like, yes. you, know, yes. you know, two months ago on Thursday night at six oh four p.m. you said to me that you liked me, and and I was I was hoping that you know you were gonna say you loved me, and you know that you said you loved her four other times, but you can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, oh my goodness. So they they are political, and it is gonna be a situation where. Um, I just don't think that brothers, if they don't have the kind of weapons of, 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 of you know, that we're, ta- you know, the toxic weapons where you, mm-hmm. you know, you have all of this information of, about the opposite sex. If they don't have those kind of weapons, I don't think the brothers going to open up. I, I don't, I don't, I don't either. Um, I, I really don't. And 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 and, and you know, I, right now, Matthew, I'm trying. I mean, we have so many people that are on that are calling to the show right now. So many people. What, what what I would like I would like for a couple of men to hit the one and come into the host queue. Let let's talk about this man. Uh, we want to know, Master Yao and I want to know is, um, you know, what what would it take for you to really open up, open up to a woman, without fear of the retribution that may come. Of the retribution tongue. <laughs> <laughs> The great spear of destiny stabbing you in the back. <laughs> so if we have if we have someone in the queue, I'm I'm, I'm ready to stop and take some questions. Yeah, me too, me too. I definitely, I mean, me, we could. I, I don't want us to have to talk for the entire two hours. I mean, there are a lot of people. When I say a lot of people. There are a lot of people that have called in uh, to the show right now. So we hit the one. Uh, but come in, come in and, and and talk to me and Matthew Yao. Um, let, let, let's try to let's. Get, Let's try to get some solutions going on out here. Um, we, we, I mean, really, really, really. I mean, really, Matthew. Wow, wow, wow. Well, listen, um, Matthew. I, I want to play a, 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 a quick pause for the calls, real quick. I want to play a quick, um, a quick promo, real quick. That, that Coach K reminded me to play, 
And when we come back, uh, it's going to be me and Master Yow. We're going to be talking about um, about this wonderful issue at hand, uh, about the, the fear of men, men, the fear of opening up to a woman with, and 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 her, her her retaliating by putting you on blast on Facebook because because you open up to all right. <laughs> oh man, all right, y'all. Here we go, real quick. When we come back, this is the Tower of Tantra number twenty. With your man with the plan, Mr. Magic Coffee, a.k.a. Baby Wolf, and Master Yal Morris, here on Original Native Radio. This December of 2012 marks the most exciting event in our human history. It will be a time of true alignment, not only within the cosmos, but within us as well. What better way to straighten yourself out than by going on a seven-day holiday getaway to enchanting St. Lucia? Oh yes, paradise is waiting for you. Close your eyes. Imagine yourself enveloped in warm tropical breezes, listening to the crystal clear ocean rushing upon the shores of black and white sand beaches. Can you see it? Well, one need not imagine any further. Personal chauffeurs are at your beck and call to whisk you away, and it's only a five-minute drive to the beach. Experience the La Sofoyer, the world's only drive-through volcano. Bathe in natural mineral baths and emerge anew. Play under a waterfall and then go and relax at Marigold Bay. Currently accepting seven-day reservations for the weeks of December 1st through December 19th. Relish in a seven-day, six-night stay at the recently renovated luscious Mango Villa. Villas are equipped with standard amenities. Travelers may depart from New York, Philadelphia, or Newark, New Jersey airports on JetBlue or American Airlines. For the low price of $1,170 for individuals or $1,980 for couples, airfare is included. This clear water paradise is closer than you think. For reservations, please call 201-598-9426 or log on to bestcaribrentals.com for additional information. That's B-E-S-T. C-A-R-I-B-R-E-N-T-A-L-S dot com. Experience the magic of St. Lucia and transform yourself. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Everybody that's listening, man, I want to thank everyone for getting in, in the chat room. 
Definitely, definitely, definitely. Y'all need to comment on this. If y'all know some men, and we're going to, I'm going to you said we're going to get to the women here in a the, in the second. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with the flow because we only got about 40 minutes left. That's right. And, That's right. Uh, I'm going to go with the flow on this one. All right. Uh, I, I, well, you know what? I do not rock the boat, and I go with the flow. Understand that. I don't rock the boat at all. Let's go with the flow. So now a question I have for you, Matthew Yow, is and when it comes to opening up, um, and, and I remember a couple of weeks ago when I, um, even at the Tasha workshop when, when you said that, do you find that when men actually are on the table getting some table work done, are you finding men uh, men become a little bit more emotional than women when, when they have um, table work done on them? This is surprisingly true and I think it surprises most of the men too um, I, I think that when men see women on the table and they see them having a, either a um, an emotional reaction that's unpleasant mm-hmm. or they see them having a, a orgasmic reaction that's very pleasurable. And they're trying to, you know, they don't really see themselves in that. In other words, they see the women on the table and they don't have any way that they uh, can identify with that, with either of those scenarios. And then the man gets on the table and the woman is doing the work on him. And the next thing you know, he starts to have a reaction. The first thing is that it's very surprising to men that they have any reaction because in life, most of them are shut down. And the second thing is that uh, a lot of men are surprised at how much they've buried, and it starts to come up sometimes on the table. And so I would say much more than 50% of men have a painful reaction the first time. In other words, they have an emotional response. Emotions start to come to the surface that have been buried for a long time, and there are either tears, uh, uh, feelings of pain, feelings of regret, embarrassment, or et cetera, et cetera, that are associated with those feelings, and that they they feel out of out of their comfort zone. Um, usually. Um, I don't want to make too much, too many generalizations because I have not seen, you know, until you see a thousand men on the table and you've seen them on the table multiple times, you can't really make a generalization. And I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen a hundred men on the table yet. Maybe, maybe it's getting close to that, but it hasn't. I don't think it's reached a hundred yet. Um. And, and you've got to see them on the table more than once. So we've only been doing this publicly since last October. I mean, usually after about the third session, men start to become orgasmic. And the first time that it happens, they're really much more they're different from women. They're much more really relying on the woman to give them permission to be orgasmic. In other words... Mm. They start to get the erection, and then they're really 
feeling how the woman is responding, whether it's going to continue or not. So mm-hmm. when women get on the table and start to become aroused, uh, because it's internal, their genitalia is internal, you can't see all of what's going on. Yeah. So they can become aroused, have their little quiet orgasm or whatever, and you never even knew. Or they can get more verbal, but still, they might make noise and this, that, and the other, and they might move, but you can't really see what's going on inside the vagina. That's not the case with the men. The men get aroused, that thing gets hard to start standing up. It's like a flag. It's <laughs> that joint. It's just like, look at him, look at him. You know, and it's the first thing people do, if there's other people in the audience, is they all start to snicker, you know. Oh, my gosh, he's got an erection. And so, so then, you know, the man has his eyes closed, and he's supposed to be, you know, just sort of focused on what he's doing. But, but you can't help but hear that. You can't help but feel people moving and shuffling in the room, and some women become uncomfortable when they see an erection. Uh, it's, it's almost like they're afraid. Oh, my, it's a hard dick in the oh, wow. room. <laughs> it's true. So and because they feel uncomfortable, the man feels uncomfortable. So it's it's. I mean, men do have the reactions, but uh, they, it, it's they tend to focus more on the painful side than on the pleasure side, because they don't feel like they have permission that to be orgasmic. Now, uh, in private sessions. You know, several of the women who are doing table work now are reporting to me that the men are not only becoming aroused, erect, but they're, you know, they're having orgasms, in many cases without ejaculation. And so in some cases, this is the first time that it happens for men. And because it's prostate-based, because it involves the prostate, in other words, that's energy intense energy flowing through the prostate to maintain so that the prostate doesn't start pumping. So the prostate doesn't pump, but the perineum is, is, is spasming and the, the the brain is spasming. And so they're, they're having the orgasmic feeling without the ejaculation. And when it happens for the first time, men are sort of like taken by surprise. So Women are reporting that that men have gotten to that point, but in in most cases they've been working on them regularly for a period of time, you know, several weeks. In other words, the man has been on the table four, five, six times. He's gotten comfortable with her. It's a private venue. Um, You know, nobody's watching. And he's been through the pain part. He's he's released. He's comfortable on the table now. Then he begins to become orgasmic. And and women oftentimes can achieve that for the first time. So I think the the it points to I think men do have a lot more blocked up emotional stuff than women do when it comes to you know um, that type of of, of of feel. So you know especially when you're in a class setting and there's a bunch of people. Now, I mean, if you're in the bedroom by yourself with your lover, that's one thing. But if you're being, you know, basically therapy, and you're not really sleeping with this woman, I think men got a lot more hang-ups than women. 
And yes, yeah. they they're going through a lot more gyrations on the table. They're much more serious about suppressing things. But yeah, they we have guys all kinds of stuff happening. And and I think men don't realize how much they suppress stuff until it comes up. Mm. Wow. You know what? I, I'm in agreement with you. Um because you know, we, we all suppress things, um I I think to protect ourselves like like um like the sister was saying in the chat room, like sex and was chat room, we we put up a block. We put up this wall like, Oh, you're getting too close. No, I gotta push you away. Like I would not let you in my space. Um and you you know how it is. Um I, I remember when we were at the Tantra workshop and Wow, we were giving the tantra hugs. I remember I had I was embraced a woman. I was giving her a tantra hug, and of course I got an erection. Well, when the next woman who I chose came to, she was like, "Oh no, she got scared of it." She was like, "Oh no," she said, "Oh my God, look at you! You just you just on hard." I was like, "Okay, on to the next one." Like, but you know, I I I, I think you know you know she put, she put up a wall. She blocked me off from there. Like she didn't. I don't think she was really open to 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 receiving the hug. She just saw the erection. Well, um, you know, in 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 the level two class, one of the things that we teach women is breast projection, and and that's you know the breasts are the most energetically potent part of the energy energy anatomy of a woman. It's not the vagina. So the vagina's running a strong second, and but the, the woman is, is projecting out of her vagina, out of her breast, and the breast projections are more powerful. Oh, wow. So we're, you know, we're teaching women how to do that, um, but breast projection is, 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 you know, I can't get into it to any great detail now, but, but it's, you know, um, it, it's just a serious thing, and it doesn't matter how big the woman's breasts are, or those types of things, or how perfectly shaped they are, or if she's had, you know, surgery or anything. None of those things really matter, you know, because the energy can come out of them pretty much regardless. <clears throat> and so, and men and women are comfortable with that. So, you know, uh, we just really started teaching it. We haven't really gotten deep into it yet. But, you know, when the woman projects, you know, she should, her breast should be exposed. And and she has to, they have to be close to the object that she's projecting into. So if she's projecting into his crown, they need to be, you know, she needs to be near his head. Or if she's, you know, the most powerful thing for healing that is to project right from both breasts into his heart. So the mm-hmm. man is laying on the table, and the woman has to lean over him and project. And this is one of the most powerful things or whatever. So we've had men close their eyes, not in the class, but in, uh, in other scenarios where men have closed their eyes, and the woman takes her, her bra off. She leans over and does the projection exercise. And he can't see what's <laughs> happening. He, he can't see what's going on. And then we have women project with their hand. And then afterwards, we, we get the man up, he opens his eyes, and we ask him which one 
whatever. And without fail, the man will always say, at this point, this happened, and it, you know, it just it, it just took me completely out of where I was into another place. And the breast the breast the breast projection is very very powerful. And so mm-hmm. also, you know, the vagina projection is very powerful. And so, so we haven't really been teaching that a lot yet. We don't really get to that until level three courses, but. The, the vagina protection projections, you know, then of course she also has to be semi nude, and therefore, you know, that's some limitations to when, when and how we can do that. So the male doesn't have that type of powerful breast projection. He can project with his heart, but it's not as powerful. And so mm-hmm. his main organ for projecting is the penis, because his spiritual body, his energy body has a penis that's similar to his um, physical penis. And therefore, projecting from it is very, very powerful. It's the most powerful projection point on his body, much more powerful than his hands. But if if you have women doing breast projection, that's acceptable. If you have men doing penis projection, it's not acceptable. And that's just the society that we live in. So if we had men walking around in the class and we asked them to take their penises out, get them erect, and practice projection, you could get you could accomplish a lot of healing. But I think it would bring up a lot of issues for women. I don't think that they would be receptive to the healing because, first of all, they would have a problem with a whole bunch of penises wagging around. And therefore... It would negate the, any healing that could be achieved because they would they have a problem with the organ itself, and and I think that most men have a problem <clears throat> projecting with the penis because number one they're so used to to the penis as an object for pleasure, and they're not uh, indoctrinated, acculturated as seeing the penis as an object of healing, and so before the man can really project the level of energy he needs to project through his penis, he has to see it as a healing organ and not necessarily an organ of pleasure. Now, Mm -hmm. I mean, the penis is a very good organ of pleasure. I got, you know, that's that's one of its main functions, no doubt. But it it is also a very good healing mechanism. And so, therefore, I think... In order for this to change, we we have to change, first of all, the way men look at their penises, and number two, the education that you have a psychic penis, and number three, we have to then get women to be receptive to the penis as a healing organ and not just something that they're afraid of. Hmm. I see. I see, I see. Well, you know, I, I know, and, and I agree with you. Like, like that, that's something that I didn't realize. I didn't realize the, the, the I guess, the power of the penis projection. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that, but it's something that, 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 now is that, is that, what level is that being taught at, Massey? Is that like level two, three that, that you're teaching me in that? <laughs> You want to jump to that level right away? <laughs> well, no, I, I know. I, I just want to know. You know, I, you know, I, I, I like having a, a shining beam of 
of healing energy <laughs> projected out. <laughs> well, I mean, the first thing is, you know, in the level one classes, you know, we talk about the energy body and the tower. And and this is information that should be taught in the third grade. I mean, the fact that we wait till we're adults to try to learn this stuff is criminal. You know, in, in the third grade, before they learn about history or geography or dinosaurs or anything, they ought to know about the energy body. It's it's more important than your physical body. And and the fact that we fail to teach these sciences is criminal. Nothing short of it. So we understand that we have a penis. Much, much of the reason why we're so uncomfortable with it and much of the reason why we don't talk about it and much of the reason why we're not able to, to do much to heal it is because we we are um, isolated from the fact that we have an energy body and an energy penis. And therefore, if you understand this, it opens the door to a lot of the secrets of Tantra as to how to work with it and how to do things with it and what what it consists of. Uh, we understand the reflexomes, that we have four reflexomes on the body, the feet, the hands, the genitals, and the head. But this isn't taught in school, and it should be. It's not even taught in the medical schools, which is double criminal. So when we understand that you have a psychic penis, and that your penis can project, um, but you know you're not going to have that capability if you don't see your penis as a healing organ. It's 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 like having a scalpel, a surgeon's scalpel. It's a very sharp medical instrument. You can hurt somebody with it. It's like having a razor in a fight, a straight razor. You know, mm-hmm. you cut somebody. It cuts so quick and so deep. You know you've done damage to the person almost don't even know they're cut. But in the right hands, that scalpel can save a life and, and take away cancer, take away a tumor and, you know, heal some kind of major infirmity. And the penis is the same way. I mean, it can do damage or it can bring about pleasure, but it can also heal. And so we have to have the, the intention and the concept of that if if a man walks around and he and no one has ever introduced him to the concept that the penis is a healing organ, then obviously people are going to be afraid of it. Yeah. If people think yeah. the only the only role for a penis is to is for a man to take pleasure and to you know to to penetrate a woman, and 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 basically you know. Um, gain control over her and make her, you know, literally make her have pleasure and make her, you know, want him or whatever. And it's, you know, and the man's on top and all this kind of stuff like that. Then, yeah, you know, you're, it becomes a phallic symbol, a symbol of dominance. Mm-hmm. And basically then people are basically saying, well, you know, I don't want anybody waving that thing around unless it's my husband. Yeah. And if you say, and and you can understand why, 
But if you if you have a society and the mainstream of thought is the penis can heal as much as it can give, you know, achieve pleasure, and it's not simply a focus of pleasure or a focus of some other type of ideology that's a dominating, aggressive ideology, then the woman that you're giving the hug to probably is not going to feel the same way. She she might be a little bit more receptive. The other yeah. part of it is that if, if the woman hugs you and you have an erection, her concern is, is he going to think that he can just have me now? If I if I submit to this, if I let him put his hard thing up against me and hug me, it might be a pleasant experience right now, but tonight is he going to track me down and assume that he can make love to me? Mm. So we have these unspoken rules, these unspoken assumptions, and probably a lot of men would say yes. And so it has to be clear to her that you are not one of those men, that you don't necessarily assume that, okay, we're doing this tantric exercise and I'm giving you a tantric hug. That does not mean that I have any right or any dibs on later on having some sex, getting some banana. And it doesn't. But she that has to be defined clearly to her beforehand. And yeah. perhaps at the, at the event we were at, it was not. So the Tantra hook exercises really brings up a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, just a little simple exercise like that, it's amazing yeah. the reactions that men and women have to it. There are some men who, who do the exercise, and they get no reaction from women at all because they're not putting out any energy. And they're very disappointed and they're very, like, surprised because when they're talking to women, they're very much, um, they're very much getting response because they're driving up in their jack and they're talking a lot of stuff and the women are responding. But then when they do the tantric hug exercise, nothing. And what they come to me and I tell them, I said, if you're not projecting anything in the hug, you're also not projecting anything in bed. You may be going through a physical thing that's giving her some level of pleasure, but you're not projecting the energy into her. And therefore, her experience is only partial. And they're very surprised about that. Very surprised about that. And a lot of times, you know, same for women. They can't feel anything. And they do the hug exercise. And the other women next to them are saying, whoa, that brother's got some strong energy. And they yeah. hug the same brother and don't feel anything because they're shut down. And it's not a matter of the brother's not projecting anything. She can't feel it because she's shut down. She won't allow herself to feel it. So the the tantric hug piece is nice. I mean, um, I I don't know. When I look at all of these you know where where we are in this society. It's it's pretty interesting, pretty sad sometimes. I you you go overseas, and you just see that people have a different take on things. Yeah, and it's it's just people don't have such hangups about you know penises and breasts and stuff like that to the extent that we do. It's very it's it's amazing that I have to spend time 
with with women who have very nice breasts, the kind of breasts you just want to squish them, and they have very they're very well shaped. They're young and firm, and they have a a, um, a problem. They have a, a a stigma attached to number one exposing their breast, and number two projecting energy from it because they they feel somehow that this is number one that that there's a problem with their breast that that their breasts are not acceptable to be shown and that the problem in the whole concept of them projecting healing energy because these are the young women who do not want to breastfeed because they're afraid of that they have to pull their breast out in public they don't want to they don't want to breastfeed the baby because they're subconscious about their breast. In other words, yeah. you know, I, I feel uncomfortable even talking about them. And so then when they get to the point where they, they need to start projecting, that's a concept that they have a hard time wrapping their brain around because they don't even want to talk about their breast. And they're very concerned about the type of bra they're wearing at certain events because they don't want to show too much cleavage and they're just... They they have this whole psychology of okay I've got to go through all of these I've I've got to regulate my breast to the nth degree and I can't you know it's like I'll show a little bit here for this reason and I'll show a little bit there I've got to have this bra for that type of dress and I you know in other words it's highly highly regulated and the breasts almost become like you know their own personality and and even women will refer to them as the girls you know it's like they have their own personality, their own whatever. But because of that, you know, it's like the concept of seeing the breast apart from a decoration, an adornment or whatever, they don't see that. No, you know. And and it's real interesting that that you said that. um, I I remember when I uh, went over, when I was over in Germany, uh, when I was in the Army, and, you know, I got over there. I was 19 years old, and and just seeing the attitude, the attitudes over in Europe is so much different than it is here in the U.S. Um, like you, you would never see uh, women, you know, topless here in the United States on TV, on regular TV, but over in Europe you do, and you know, and women over there they don't have the kind of hang. You're right, they don't have the kind of hang-ups that American women do. It, it's, it's it's something that's very, just it's, it's very very um. It opened my eyes up to a whole lot, uh, a whole lot of of, of newness of, about how how we perceive things, as far as sex, sexuality and ourselves and our bodies um, here in the United States. Um, so uh, man, it, it's, it's it's really it's really amazing. Um, you know, it's, it's it's like we're brought up to be ashamed of our bodies um, and our body parts. Excuse me. It's it's so very true. Yeah. So very true. So yes. um there's the um getting back to the subject of um the opening up to people and the search mm-hmm. pussy and all of that stuff. Um, um It's, it's like, you know, many many people have dug this deep hole and buried themselves down in it. 
and and they're, they're constantly pulling the dirt in the hole and wondering then why they can't move. Um, and men are very much oftentimes putting pressure on other men not to change things that need to change. In other words, I would rather um, continue with this dysfunctional relationship that I have with one where I can maintain this illusion that I'm in control of the male world rather than, you know, look at emotions and talk about emotions and talk about things that are happening in a real way. I would rather maintain this illusion, this lie, than to deal with the truth. Mm. I just don't see the value in that. If, as men, we have these archaic ideas that we continue to hold, then we have to accept the punishment, the setbacks, the problems, the issues that come with that. And we can't complain when our life has outcomes that are disastrous and negative. If we say to ourselves, I'm not going to look at my penis as a healing organ, then we can't be disappointed if in life we don't find find yonis and vaginas that are healing to us. You can't say that I'm going to look for some woman to nurture me and heal me and I'm going to look for some woman that's going to, you know, uh, uh, nurture me and heal me and to uh, get up and cook breakfast for me. (laughs) You know, if if you're not reciprocated. Yes. And if you want to reciprocate, but you don't have the capability, you don't know how, and you refuse to pay for a class or to listen to a radio show or to take time out of your schedule to go to a workshop, then you you deserve the outcome that you're stuck with. You can't complain. And we're doing a lot of complaining today as men and women. But are we willing to change? Do we know who we should be listening to? Are we willing to face our false beliefs? Are we willing to tackle and seek to dismantle our counterfeit persona? Until the answer to those questions is yes, I guess every 30 years, these books will keep getting written in search of good pussy, not I found good pussy. Mm. Search. And we will have books when children want children. And 30 years later, you can write that book all over again and it will still be popular because it's still going on. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I myself um, actually found both of those books 
on Amazon. Um, and um, what's really inter- interesting is that I actually remember seeing that that book. I think my mother may have had that book or something like that. I, I, I just remember seeing the book because I, it, it sounded for me, once I saw the cover, I was like, oh, yeah, the black guy with the cat. I remember that book as a kid, but I never read it. I just remember seeing it. But it's something that that I know I want to invest in because I, I, I want I want I want to I want to read it. I'm curious now. You you have piqued my curiosity to the point where I want to actually go on Amazon and buy this book because I want to know. I definitely definitely want to know, and and I will behoove any anybody that's listening to this to 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 Google search in um in search of good pussy, um and, and it's on Amazon. So it's not not very expensive it, 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 at all. But it's something that um that 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 oh yeah. It's so, still so, available. So, so. Are you serious? Really? It, it is. It is. It, it really is. I'm serious. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh who is the author John Spears? Did I get that right? Don Spears, yes sir. Yep. Don Spears, not yep. John. Don, Don Spears. Okay, I was close. And the other yes, one no. was um who who was the other one? Um uh, the the other one is children um, over Satan. I tell you, children. Uh, when children, children, yeah, when children want children, and that's actually by Leon Dash. And as you said, but both of those are actually on Amazon. Um, you can actually get the paperback right now on Amazon for when children want children for twenty dollars. Um, that's the Amazon price on there for twenty dollars. They have a used one on here for like eight dollars, whatever. Or Search of Good Pussy, Living Without Love. That's actually oh wow. That's actually they have the paperback is new from eighty nine ninety nine ninety five, and you can find a used for three ninety nine. Wow. Yeah, wow. that that's, that's um, the, the the title really sold the book. I mean, it really it was really kind of bait and switch tactics because I mean. Yeah. He just has pussy in the thing, good pussy in the title, and that was like that was what got it over. But it was really talking yeah. about you know the whole thing about men not not having not being a bit love not being available to a large group of men is what he was really talking about, you know, and some other things. I, the, the much better book was the one when children want children because he based that yeah. on a, a very large study that he did, and it was well researched and well written, and. And he was talking about teenage girls in the hood, but really, as he got near the end of the book, he really switched up and made it apply to all women of all races. This this whole Don Quixote syndrome, you know, this Man of La Mancha thing where women want this, they want the deer in the headlights, (laughs) you know, they want to be, they want to do that, they want to. They want to be. They want you to just take them to this place where they're they're like a deer in the headlights, and and they want you to take them to this place where they wake up the next day and they're like, I'm down in the kitchen cooking breakfast for this Negro, you know. <laughs> so, but how they get into these places where they're doing just the opposite to get that outcome, you know? It's like so. I really, you know, I wasn't. Um, I mean, the book In Search of Good Pussy was okay, but the one that really, you know, changed my life was, uh, it, I won't say it changed my life, but it really was a landmark book for me. I, I, I just didn't know, you know, when children want children. That was like an amazing book. And uh, 
the, especially the last part of the book, where where he really started getting into how the regular women who you know maybe they didn't have problems with teenage pregnancy, but how they got to this place that you, you saw this generational occurrence of not being able to open up to a man and wanting this, wanting this, wanting this uh, relationship, wanting this type of sexual fantasy, wanting to have this, you know, wanting to be taken, so to speak, by the Don Juan figure or whatever you want to call it, and yeah. and submerged into this romantic uh, ocean of love, but doing everything on a daily basis to make sure that doesn't happen. Hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Well, listen, everyone, you can definitely go to Amazon. I'm looking at it right now on Amazon. Um, you know, you can buy it for $8 or from fifteen ninety nine. It's still available. Um, really is available. I, I think that's something. Um, if, you know, I, I'll put it up again in the chat room um, as well. If you, if you just signed in, um, actually, Matthew, yeah, we got a caller from the 212. Got about left in the show. Hold one second. Call for the, from the 212. Welcome to the show. Yes, I love it. Um, you guys are doing a fantastic job. What is the name of the doctor there? That's Master, Master Yao Moore, sir. Spell the last name? Yao Y-A-O-M-O-R-R-I-S That's Master Yao Morris. Fantastic. And if it's possible, I could get your number? Uh, the number to what? The number. To, well, I want to call, call, I want to call you about your books, your tapes, uh, you know, how you might be able to help me because I, when I, this is going back now about 40 years ago, I was, you know, I guess kind of the tough guy and uh, I never kind of, you know, spoke to my wife in in very intimate ways. And so she said, why don't you break down and, you know, talk to me or cry because I know you want to cry sometimes, but why don't you? So I waited a while, maybe six months to a year, and I decided that I would cry before her. And when I did, she betrayed me, and I never got Mm. over that. And... You know, um, I, it, it definitely, I mean, the number of men living this dynamic is, is epidemic. Yeah. Because we tend to define ourselves as men, at least I used to, by the negative, the few major negative things that happen that, that make us fear. Yes. And it took me a long time before I switched it and started defining myself by the positive things that happened with women. Uh, man, I mean, when I was 30 years old, if you asked me about the negative stuff that happened, I could list I could list the top 10 right quick. If you asked me about the top 10 positive things, it would take me a little longer to remember. I hear you. How, how long was it before, you know, you were, you were able to open up to the next woman? Well, I never did. I never did again. I mean, because I didn't understand what I was supposed to do. It kind of confused me because she literally sat up and asked me specifically a number of times, you know, to open up and, you know, why don't I cry? But I, I, I 
I think what happened is that her mother showed her how to get me in the first place because I was like, you know, I guess one of the high items on the block, you know, because I, you know, I was doing stuff. I was making things happen at an early age. And, <laughs> but I'm just saying, this is how I'm thinking about it. Her mother being, you know, very aware of the situation, she wanted her daughter to have someone that had something to offer. And so I guess I kind of got caught up. But we wound up with two children, and uh, they're doing very well. They all went to college and, you know. you know. And, but and I'm saying everything went well, but we got divorced 23 years later. But because she would never open up. She was asking me to do something, but I didn't know 40 years ago, you know, how to make that transition to ask her about herself in depth. I did but she never did. You know, women have a smooth way of getting away from themselves. They'll tell you something, but nothing really deep. That was, she reserved that for her girlfriend, her sister, and and I guess her mama, whomever she spoke to. But again, you know, all those kind of things work against them because, you know, I was, I really meant well with this woman. And, you know, we did well for a while, but again, that mistrust really kind of knocked me for a loop more than I knew. Well, here's here's what happens, is that whenever a woman betrays a man like that, what she does is she condemns 30 women because that's 30 women going to follow her that he's going to interact with, and they are all going to have to pay for her mistake. And this is the thing that women don't understand. They when they're young, they do all of this stuff, and they, you know, uh, they cheat. And when I say cheat, they are not authentic with themselves, and they they do exactly what you're saying. But they don't realize that the women that follow after them, who you come in contact after that, is going to suffer for that, and eventually it's going to get back to them because some other woman's going to do it to another man who's then going to make her pay for it. The The question that we asked earlier was, once this happens and you get into this thing where you're not talking about it, you don't want to talk to your boys about it, you can't talk to her about it, and now because of that incident, now you're not going to open up to the next 10 women you come in contact with. So, so how do we tell... How do we tell the women who are not who we can trust? In other words, so we can't condemn ourselves to go through life forever not opening up again. But we certainly, as men, not going to go for the okie doke again. At least I wouldn't. So then there are women who are not going to do you like that. There are women that you can open up to and it's going to have a positive outcome. How do we separate the good from the bad? This was a question that we had earlier in in my in my life. You know, I've come up with dynamics that allowed me to do that. And you're saying that you just decided not to open up again. And at this point in time now, you know, you can go to the website and purchase the books, uh, uh, www.masteryow.com, and there's two there's two or three links on the page. And one of the links takes you to the uh, the main site with the books and all of that stuff and descriptions of the programs. And that's uh, that that's how you can get in touch with me and, and take this further. 
But um, I guess for the sake of the audience, if you had it to do all over again, how do you think you would have been able to tell the difference between the women who would and the ones who wouldn't? In other words, the women who will take advantage of you and the ones who will respect you. Have you discovered any secret in your life that, that, that over on your, your years of experience that tells that allows you to tell women that where you can distinguish? That's a question. Now, now and and the brother, brother, what's your name? Jamojo. Uh, I don't want to go. Jamojo. Okay, I, okay. I, I have a question for you, Masiel. Jamojo. Before you answer that question, Masiel, um, someone asked in the chat room, are we are we going to stay on for an after party a few minutes after the call because because there are actually only four minutes, actually three minutes and twenty seconds left in the show. All right, and right. I, I really. We really want to hear um, Brother Jamoja's answer. So anyone that's in the chat room, you want to call in to area code 347-205-9089. Not now, but right now, okay? Do not hesitate. Do not wait. Call into the show right now so you can definitely hear this answer and hear this dialogue, okay? Um, all right. I'm, I'm, okay, so we got two minutes and 53 seconds, everybody. Do not wait. Three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. We only have about probably only have maybe about 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 maybe ten lines left. We have fifty lines, but we may have like ten lines left to fill up. So make sure y'all call in. All right, brother Jamoja, go ahead and answer the question, sir. Yes, yeah, you Moja, U M O J A. Excuse me, pardon me, you Moja. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I. You know, I'll put it this way. Um, I haven't really written anything down, but my instincts tell tells me that we have to uh, allow them to meet us halfway, and that takes patience. So patience would be my first thing to anyone, to just be patient in any uh, relationship. It's, it's not easy because uh, oftentimes, you know, we are going uh, – you know, for the bullseye first, and and I think that's a mistake to get to know the person as a friend first. You know, uh, if that's not happening, I I don't know any other way to approach it. But being friends first, I find that that might be a a uh, 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 an inroad because once you find out different little secrets about them, then they'll open up with bigger things. But you have to help them to unpace that. And, uh, you know, uh, but if it's not happening that way, I don't know of any other way to do it. You know, What would you change if you could go back in time? What would you change in that relationship, in that first relationship? Oh, where? well, I would, I would, first of all, I didn't know how to choose a wife. Uh, but now, I, again, I would say that you have to know about whatever subject that you decide that you want to, uh, you know, investigate. You treat it as such. You know, you investigate that subject. Let's say you take a word like unity and see what, what, what it's all about. Break it down from end to end, through and through, and uh, look at it. Stand back and look at all the puzzles and then put them together and then take them apart again and put them together. That way now you know everything about that that you need to know. And I'm saying that's exactly the way I would approach getting to know a woman 
And once your feelings have given you the okay, then I think that you are obligated to take that chance no matter what happens. Okay, excellent, excellent, excellent. Give me, uh, you said uh, www.masteryao, that's Y-A-O, dot com. Dot com. And that will take you to the site. And what you will see on the site, the site's under construction right now because we're getting ready to put up the broadcast link. But um, you'll see my picture and you'll see two or three links on there. And... Just I, I forget I'm not looking at the site right now, but one of the site one of them is the Grand Triangle link, and you you want to hit that one, and it's going to take you to the main site. Uh, if and you hit the other links, if you hit the other links, they're going to take you to a, like a blank page with just one line on it because we haven't finished putting the modules up yet. But it'll take you to the old site, and you'll see that it has a, a circular. Uh, uh, thing where, where things are all moving and there's a lot, uh, a lot of images on it, and you just want to hit the banner that says books, and that'll take you to the page with the books and stuff on it. Excellent. Do you have any DVDs? Yes, there's a DVD for sale also. That is just fantastic. I'm telling you, your information is, is so very over the top, and uh, it is what we need today. But I always know that this information has always been around and with us. It's just that not enough of us know about it or are serious enough, you know, to teach this because this is the kind of food that will be ingested in in the future. And in these times, in order to handle the future, we need to know how uh, to take advantage uh, of that, of this new situation that's coming about, which is a beautiful a beautiful new life, and uh, I think that you're definitely in the forefront. Front there. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah. Go definitely. to the site definitely. and check me out, and uh, that's, that's excellent. And um, this, we want to. We're, we're about we're about out of time. I want to give uh, yes, Give you a chance to take one more call if, if there's anybody else holding. Th- thank you. Now, 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 okay, now, 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 brother, before you hang up, I want to say something. I want to say something. Um, Master Yao, I want to say this before before we end the show and before we take any more callers. Um, like I told you, um, like on my show last night, uh, Kyrie and I, we sort of harked on what exactly we're talking about tonight, so the universe and most how it works so well. What I want to do, and I want to, I want, brother, I want you to come on to my show next Wednesday. We're going to be talking about, this exact subject about about men and and the heartbreak of men. Okay, the heartbroken man. All right. Um, my show is www.mrmakeithappenradio.com. I will actually I'll give you the number. The call is number is area code three four seven. I'm sorry, seven one four two four two five three zero two. It's next Wednesday night from eleven p.m. to one a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Seven one four two four two five zero zero two. No, no five three zero two. Five three zero. Yeah, put it on your calendar, Matthew. I, I will. I will also send you the information as well, Matthew, because I want you to be on my panel for next Wednesday night show because we're going to 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 start the healing of men. Um, we always talk about the hurt of women, but right now we're going to we're going to address the hurt of men, 
the heartbreak of men, the ridicule that men have gone through, why men are bitter, why we can't open up, and and everything. And and, and if you would, sir, I, I would love for you to, to be on my panel for this show. And, and, brother, I would love for you to call in and let's talk about this because this is something that all men need to hear and we need to talk about. Because it's very important for us going going further into this new this new paradigm shift that's getting ready to happen. And your name again? My name is uh my name is Mister Make It Happen. Mister Make It Happen. Thank you. Oh, yes, sir. All right. Thank you so much, sir, for calling in. I, was so, I so appreciate you. Absolutely. Wow, Master Yahweh, well, well, you know, well, well, first of all, will, will you be available next week, sir? I'm, uh, I, I, I'm going to try to make myself available. I have to okay. uh, talk to the to my calendar person to make sure, but I think we okay. can work. I, I think I'll be all right. All right, no problem, no problem. What I'll do, I, I'll definitely get in contact with you. I'll give you a call tomorrow. And well, uh, tomorrow morning, and we'll talk about it a little bit, and and um, just so you can look at your calendar and let me know because I know Kyrie he's going to be on. I'm gonna try to get uh uh, uh Carl Stevens on the show um, as well um, because this is something that that I've been having a discussion about this ever since my show ended last night. I got a text like 3:30 in the morning. I woke up and I started talking to another brother about this um, all day on Facebook. Instagram everything because it's something that that we finally need to address. Like we can have real sex talk and all these great conversations, but when it all breaks down, we have to. Talk I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I yeah. think yeah. it's something right. that uh, definitely. Go ahead. So I, I agree with you. So um, I, I see we have a lot of people calling. Anyone, if you want to ask MICR a question, um, come and make any questions, comments, hit the ones that come into the host queue. If not, we will be ending the show here uh, within the next minute. <laughs> let, me, let me just say one, let me repeat one more time. The website uh, is under construction. It's www.masteryao, that's uh, Y-A-O, Dot com, And, uh, you know, just go on there. You'll see the link to take you to the old site. We're expanding the site because we're going to be uh, putting in the broadcast module. And we're uh, we're very excited because we're going to be having a, a, a lot of new content and we're going to be having uh, the Internet classes online. Uh, and we're, we're, we're in the final stages now of making that a reality. Uh, we're changing the class structure and uh, expanding the classes and, and you know, adding more uh, components to the classes so that people get more bang for their buck. Um, we are about to do start our first class down in Houston, and uh, we're also in the beginning stages of uh, researching uh, venues in Detroit and Chicago. We're also uh, looking at, uh, in the very near future, returning to Atlanta to do another uh, level one class. And uh, we already have uh, people ready for the level two class, but we don't have quite enough, so we need to do another level one class there first. And uh, so those are some of the things in the works. Uh, All of the people who have been uh, beating me about the head, uh, about the... uh, 
that they are you know they live too far away to take the class. We're about to remedy that, and so um, keep your eyes out um, on all of the different portals for the uh, virtual class platform or the the internet online class. And with that, we have a whole new set of products and services that we're going to be offering. So, uh, if there's no one, uh, if there's no calls, I'll turn it back over to you. No problem. Well, there aren't any. Uh, I definitely want to thank the brother who called in. Um, wow, that, that oh my goodness, that, that thing just touched me so 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 much. So, thank you everyone for tuning to the show. I want to thank everyone that tuned in in the chat room, that waited in on the chat room. Matthew, I just want to thank you so much, sir, for your mentorship and for for everything that you do to help help save lives out here. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I, yep, I love yes, your product. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Both of them? Or have you tried them both? No, just the one. It's a lot of fun. I know that's right. <laughs> okay. so you, you have you have the number, right? After after, after we get off the air, you can give me a call and we can talk about that. I should do. I, I, I right. do. I, I, def, I definitely give you a call. All right. Thank you so much, okay. sir. And I appreciate right. you so much. Good night. All right. All right. Good night, sir. All right, everybody. Well, listen, I want to thank each and every one of you all for taking time out of your schedule tonight, put some champagne in your campaign, tune in to Zoom in tonight to uh, to listen to me. Um, uh, sit, sit, sit in the captain's chair for Coach Tyre. Um, I know he, he's very proud of me. So thank you, Coach, for for allowing me to to take over the show tonight. And I want to thank Master Yao Morris for for coming onto the show and being the, the the best co-host with the most to represent for the rent out here for the universe and, and to help save lives out here. So listen, y'all. Remember, go to uh, if you want to connect with Coach K, you uh, look up Kyer Love on Facebook. Also, his fan page, Coach Kyer on Facebook. Also, you can you can connect with him on Twitter at Coach Kyer. Also, OriginalNativeRadio.com. You can go on the Original Native Radio fan page on Facebook as well. Also, you want to check out RelaxationIsTheKey.com. And for you to for get some of that good water in your system, go to Alkaline2Go.com. Let me make sure I have that right, everybody, okay? AlkalineWater2Go.info. I don't want to give out the wrong site. www.alkalinewater2go.info. Check out the site. Hit Coach Kyer up um, if you want to know a little bit more about the about how you can get some alkaline water in your life. And if you want to want to get some of this, this Illuminati money we got going on over here, you want to get a piece of it, make sure that, that you get into it. Also, if you want to get another piece, go to CoachKGifting.info and BabyWolfGifting.info as well. All right, y'all? So also check out www.blackhealth.com. Also check out www.pinkhealth.com. If you want to connect with me any further, you, my email address is info at mrmakeithappenradio.com. Make sure you all tune in next week <clears throat> to my Magic Gism Wednesdays, the Real Sex Talk radio show on www.mrmakeithappenradio.com. It is from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have the number one rated late-night adult talk show on Blog Talk Radio. So tune in. Trust me, you're going to get some education. We're going to be talking about the healing of the heartbroken man <clears throat> next week. So 
also to um also hit me on Twitter, Mr. Magic Coffee, Facebook, Mr. Magic Coffee, my page on Facebook, see Mr. Magic Coffee if you want to know why there's a J in magic, the J is for Jism. So <clears throat> until next week. Peace, bliss, prosperity, and blessings, everyone. I'm gonna take y'all out to some phenomenal, 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 wonderful music that Coach Tyre has here in this music cube. <laughs> All right, y'all. Love and light. Peace.